welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I'm here to talk about a movie that I have been looking forward to for years, and I'm finally here to review it, and that is Spider-Man No Way Home. Alright, this is a big one. This is one that I've been looking forward to for a while, and the the, the theories and all the questions about what was going to happen in it going into the film and all the anticipation, it's finally all led up to this. You've heard how I feel about every other Spider-Man movie that's been released so far, so now finally, how does this one stack up? Uh, heads up, this is going to be a full spoiler review. I don't even think it's worth talking about this movie if I can't talk about spoilers, so there's your warning if you care. I don't know why you would even like download this if you hadn't seen the film, but regardless, either way, just steer clear if you don't want anything spoiled for you i loved this movie this is i think easily my favorite spider-man uh film from the new trilogy i think homecoming is a close second but i think in a lot of ways this is by far and away the best one and maybe one of the best spider-man movies ever made i want to you know see it a couple more times and kind of sit with it before i really make a call like that i know it's very bold and i've just seen it so it's kind of you know it's hard to hard to really judge that because i haven't sat with it for a while but i don't know if maybe it's just because i had such a good time or because there were so many aspects of it that i felt were truly massive improvements on the previous two films but i mean this movie was really really great and i was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked it. Not that I didn't think I was going to like it, but I did feel like it was important to try to temper my expectations. I really, really did. And I, there's so much going into this. Like I said, there's so much anticipation, so many theories, so much to this movie. And it just, it's, it's hard for any film to live up to that kind of hype, even if it's really, really great. Just the things that you are hoping for. And if it doesn't deliver all of that, and if it doesn't deliver it the way you want it, you know, it's going to feel disappointing and it's it's just it's just the fact of the matter so i was trying to temper my expectations going into this and i was trying to make sure that i kept in mind that there's probably going to be parts of this movie that i don't like and i mean that goes with any movie but it's just like specifically kind of spider-man aspects of this movie that i didn't like because in the previous two films there's been like kind of at least one element where i feel like mm, that's not really a good element of a Spider-Man story. This was the first of these three films to truly break that for me. I think this movie does a really great job of telling not just a fun superhero story, but a Spider-Man story. I think the biggest reason for that is that actions have consequences. For the first time in the series, it feels like Peter just can't be bailed out by some other force more powerful than him there's there's no tony there's no happy at the beginning there is a little bit and i was i was kind of nervous in the direction that it was headed in when they end up in happy's condo after peter's identity is outed and then they have that um i don't even know what what did they call it a fabricator i was like oh i actually turned to my friend in the theater i said well that's convenient but i think that's about where it ends i think that there's a lot of parts of this movie where I feel like in the lesser hands it wouldn't be as permanent and it wouldn't feel as definitive but like especially the ending of this movie 
actions have consequences and that's a that's a pretty consistent theme of this movie it's all peter trying to to fix something that at the core he screwed up and i think that's a really great approach for a story and i think that the ending of this movie is phenomenal now i want to circle back to that a little bit later on but first of all let's talk about some other great stuff in this movie for one the villains you've seen them you know you knew they were coming but holy shit it's so good to see all these villains back it's oh my god uh man seeing willem dafoe back on screen as green goblin and alfred molina as dr octopus jamie fox as electro i mean it's just it's really really awesome and it's something that i never thought would happen and I just, they are so good in this. They really, really are, especially Willem Dafoe. I think he was the real standout for me, uh, him and Alfred Molina. Jimmy Fox is pretty good, too. He's playing a much more confident version of his sort of goofy character that he played in Amazing Spider-Man 2, and I think overall it works a lot better. But because he's, in large part, comic relief, he's not really dealing with anything all that interesting like on a character level. I think that's just a big part of the reason that Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina shine, but like their characters' arcs, respectively, and how they intertwine, it's it's so great and it's so it's so awesome to finally see Spider-Man coming up against a version of the Green Goblin that's like truly great, which I don't think we've uh, maybe ever seen. I mean, I think obviously the first Spider-Man comes the closest, but New Goblin is certainly not even close to what Willem Dafoe brings to the role and what the writing for the Green Goblin in the first movie, you know, brought to, um, that story. And then, I mean, the, there's an attempt with, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Dane DeHaan's iteration of the Green Goblin. But again, it's just, it, it never, it never reaches the heights that it could. So I think that it's amazing to finally see, a truly evil Green Goblin to see a Green Goblin that actually looks really good on screen that has a cool costume and to see a truly malicious uh, a truly malicious guy who has a harsh vendetta against our main character and to see that conflict play out and to see how ugly it can get I mean they did a really great job they really really did I did not realize how much I was missing uh, that that dynamic on screen but it was great to see it here and to see dr octopus and to see the different sides of him and to see like how they're kind of at war with one another and and there's moments where it's kind of comedic and it works really well and then there's moments where it's more emotional and it works really well overall i think it's just it's it's one of the best aspects of the film and i think in general bringing back all the villains is a really really great idea and it just plays out so well like better than i even could have expected it was truly phenomenal I think a big part of that is the fact that the plot of this really revolves around trying to reform the villains rather than just beat the shit out of them. That is a really great idea for a story, and I'm so glad that they decided to take that approach, especially with a character as compassionate and human as Spider-Man. He's not Iron Man flying into the third world country and indiscriminately firing at terrorists. He is a character who has villains who are on a similar playing field as him and who have similar struggles and who you know gain their powers through similar means and he has a, a way that he can reason with them and that 
he has a unique perspective that can help these people correct their lives rather than just spend the rest of them in prison and i think that is such a great aspect of this movie that they decided to include i think that it's something that really sets this film apart and the the fact that peter makes the choice to instead of just take the conventional route and you know fly around and send them all back into their universes to die he decides no i'm going to at least try to improve their lives to reform them and i think that's just that's such a good idea for a story and that character choice makes peter a more interesting character than he's ever been in either of the two previous movies or his cameos in the avengers or captain america movies like he's just he has an agenda here and it's a unique one and it tells you a lot about him and it's a it's one of the best parts of the film, as is Tom Holland, uh, the titular Spider-Man. He is, he's never been better than in this movie. I, Tom Holland is just, he is my favorite iteration of Spider-Man on screen at this point, and while I think he's done a lot of great stuff so far, I don't think anything has ever been given to him that's as interesting or, like, compelling, doesn't give him as much to chew on as this. Like, this is the first one where they really, like, they just lay the gauntlet down on him and he has to go through so much and play so many different aspects of this character over the course of this film and I think he does so phenomenally. He is a truly great actor and his performance is great in this. He is the quintessential Spider-Man and Peter Parker and the amount of heart that he imbues this character with, the, the moments of levity play really well, the action moments are very well done, and I mean, some of the really emotional beats, Aunt May's death, his conversations with the other Spider-Men, his conversations with Ned and MJ, I mean, and, and Ned and, and his relationship and how it's kind of grown as these movies have, uh, have, have gone on, and then his relationship with MJ and how uh, emotional and caring they are for each other and, and how they can, you know, they can play around with each other a lot, but they also, at the core of their relationship they are they, they they deeply care for each other and they play off each other really well and he just he has a lot more to do in this movie than he ever has before emotionally and i think he knocks it out of the park that was one of the best scenes in the film really was and uh aunt may's death i think it was was it was pretty affecting and a large part of that is down to the performances and I'm so glad that they finally worked in the great power, great responsibility thing. I've been sorely missing it in the previous two films, and I'm very happy to finally have it. And I think something that's come with me living with this version of Spider-Man a little bit more is that it's not going to be my ideal version of Spider-Man. Not to say it's not good, just to say that my ideal version of Spider-Man is just, it's very strictly adapted from the comics. But that's not what they're going for here. They're going for a different take. This is their version of Spider-Man. Just because it's this universe's Spider-Man doesn't mean it's the Spider-Man. You know, it's their take. It It's not like the definitive iteration, and that's never clearer than in this movie when you actually get to see two other versions of Spider-Man. And so I think that if you, you take a version where Uncle Ben isn't quite as important and where Aunt May is more of the teacher and Aunt May's death is more of the catalyst for him truly becoming Spider-Man. I think that's an interesting approach and I think that it's it's well done here. It really is. And I would say that a big difference between this movie and the other two is that this is the first time we've really gotten to see Spider-Man. 
Uh, I mentioned before that I love the ending, and I truly do. I'm so excited to see a version of this Peter Parker where the slate has been wiped clean. He has no friends, no loved ones, no one who knows his secret identity. He's not a member of the Avengers anymore. None of the superheroes know him. Tony Stark is dead, and even if he was alive, he wouldn't know who Peter is. Happy doesn't know him. Like, none of that. He is starting over on his own, and holy shit, does that make me so excited for what's in, in store for us next. It it kind of almost works for me. I'm thinking of it as sort of a prequel to the PS4 video game, and obviously I know that's not what they're going for, but think of the, the state that you see Peter in in that opening sequence of that game. I'm picturing something like that for the upcoming films in this this series, and I can't wait. It's Peter by himself, uh, you know, not relying on the help of other superheroes and trying to kind of, like, save the city on his own, and, um, you know, he's he's out of the house now. He's graduated high school, and, he, oh, man, I'm, I'm beyond excited for, for the way that everything's going to unfold after this because like i said i think this is the first time we've seen spider man it's always been spider boy you know he's been kind of under the parental guidance of of various different figures and stuff over the course of this and i like that he's finally found himself as a hero and finally he he's grown into a version of spider man that i think has not been explored fully on screen yet and the one that i'm extremely excited to see I think the PS4 game is an apt comparison. Seeing a version of Spider-Man in live action that picks up kind of at the point in the life of Spider-Man that those games pick up, oh man, I'm so excited. And the new suit, holy shit, it looks so good. And just like everything from that gravesite scene on, I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I've been waiting for this for so long, and this is going to be awesome like i really really loved where this ended it i'm confused on why there wasn't any like note or something that peter and and mj and ned could all contributed to that could have helped them remember him after the spell was cast and i'm also confused a little bit as to why he decided to not try to explain what happened i think what we're supposed to get from that is that he sees them living the lives that they're supposed to, unaffected by the trials and tribulations of Spider-Man and their relation to, to him, and decides, I'm just going to let them be. But he's still going to need a support system at some point. He still needs supporting characters. You know, it, it's not a Spider-Man story without, you know, Harry and Gwen and MJ and, in this case, Ned and, you know what I mean? Like, Betty Brant, whatever. Like, all his, his sort of supporting cast, you, you still need that. And there's no way that they're going to let them go, particularly not Zendaya. So somehow they're going to be worked into the next films. But I don't know. We'll we'll have to see how that ends up happening. But um, but yeah, the ending of this movie got me really excited. <sighs> okay, I think I've about covered pretty much everything else besides the one big thing that I know you are waiting for me to weigh in on. And that is the appearance of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and their iterations of Spider-Man Peter Parker. I couldn't have been happier with how they did this. I loved this. Like, seriously, I loved this. I was surprised and delighted by how much they were in it. I really didn't think they would be in it until the very end. But they're in, like, 
probably a quarter of the movie. I mean, they're they're in it for a decent while. And I was so happy that that they really do a lot with their presence in this film. They get to explore the emotional side of what it means to be Spider-Man at the core and explore the, the power and the responsibility and the extreme situation that they all find themselves in. And then you also get to see them sort of bond and joke around and you also get to see them all do science together and figure out an alternate solution to the problem that they've been faced with. It's it's so awesome and so many of these conversations are so great and stuff I've been I've been waiting to see my whole life and I didn't even know it. And it's just so perfect and I'm so happy to see I mean, seriously, when oh man, when the when the portal opens and you see Spider Man like kinda in the dark, I was like Oh my god. Oh my god, can it be? And it was. I was so happy. I was so happy to see Andrew Garfield. Between the two of them, weirdly, I think I'm more happy to see Andrew Garfield, which is surprising because I definitely by far and away like the uh Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies better, but I mean, oh, dude, just uh, I love Andrew Garfield. He's so good as Spider-Man. He is so charismatic, and he's so funny, and he really looks the part, and he's just like, his suit looks great, and everything, and you kind of get the middle-aged, youthful, still youthful, but 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 more mature, and then you also get like the fully matured, like, you know, really down the line Spider-Man, and you, you get all the different points on the spectrum. You get the young, burgeoning Spider-Man, you get the sort of middle of the road, and then you get the very mature veteran, and just the way they all play off each other it's so good it, it's funny at times it's really heartfelt at others and it's just oh my god like i said i've been waiting to see it my entire life and i didn't even know it and they the action the way they work off each other that part where they all go running together and then they swing around and then they all land on the statue of liberty i mean holy shit that was amazing that was so cool this is the kind of iconography i want to see in a spider-man team up like this I was so, so happy with what they did here. It lived up to and completely exceeded my expectations. I cannot wait to see that part of the movie again specifically. And I'm so glad that we can finally go back to believing Andrew Garfield when he goes on talk shows again because he doesn't have to lie through his teeth about a movie that we all clearly know he's in. <laughs> but seriously, it was so much fun to see them. It was a highlight of the film for me. And I... Oh man, I I really loved it. I just keep replaying it in my mind over and over again. All the stuff that they do together and and the first appearance of of them kind of coming through those portals and that conversation they have on the rooftop and all their the action that they have together and oh dude, it's it's so cool. Oh, I really really loved it. I really did. It was Oh, it was great. All the stuff in the lab and they're comparing like the web shooters and they're comparing the fights later on like oh that's awesome. One last thing that I do want to say before I close this out is I also think a big part of the reason I like this a lot more than the other two is the filmmaking has taken a substantial upgrade. There's a lot of camera movements and editing moments in this film and like the lighting is a lot better and, and it's just more cinematic overall. It, there is, I don't want to say it's bad in the first two movies, but there's just like a blandness to the to the filmmaking in those that I just have, I don't know, it it's not bad. Like I said, it's just very cookie cutter. It looks like every other Marvel movie. 
And I like that this one had at least some degree of more of a personality. It looks a lot more comic booky. It looks more vivid and colorful. And there's a lot of one take sequences and shots that they held on for a, a while and they just like flow very well and stuff I wasn't accustomed to seeing based on the other two films. So I was happy to see that because that's something that I felt I was kind of lacking from the other two movies. But, uh, yeah, I mean, especially like, like today in preparation for this, I was watching Spider-Man two and, and I was just like, holy shit, this is such a well-made movie. Like I didn't really touch on it enough in my review, but that hospital scene, are you kidding me? Oh my God. And that's definitely, you, you watch that and then you go into something like this and you're like, okay you know it's there's there's a discernible difference there in terms of the filmmaking and visual style but i think of the three of this trilogy this is by far and away the best made on a technical level so yeah man i really really enjoyed this i don't really have any complaints at this time i don't know if as i watch it more you know certain things might bother me a little bit more certain things might become a little more apparent to me like wait what that's kind of weird but as it stands i found this profoundly enjoyable and it helped really like close the the arc of of the other two spider-men and kind of give a a satisfying further adventure in in those worlds and i really really enjoyed watching it it totally like i said it, it lived up to my my expectations and i would say in a lot of ways it exceeded them and there's so much more to talk about and i don't feel like i i I even got it all. I mean, Matt Murdock's in this fucking movie. Are you kidding me? I was so excited to see that. I was so excited to see that. And we just got Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin back in Hawkeye. Spoilers. And like, oh, they're they're bringing the Daredevil universe back into this. I'm so excited. <sighs> yeah, I think that about covers it. Oh, uh, the mid credit scene. Blah. I don't want to see this version of Venom. I don't like Tom Hardy in anything, really. And I definitely don't like his Venom. And I don't want to see it ruin this spider-man and i don't really like venom in general anyway so please 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 i know it's not going to happen but please just keep venom out of this i can we just be done with venom like why 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 does everyone like venom so much i've never got it um the, the oh the end end credit scene though the, the just the trailer for doctor strange 2 i had seen that before it leaked online and actually to be fair i saw a lot of this leaked online a big part of uh, following this movie so closely that was a problem that I didn't even realize kind of at the time was a lot of the leaks and rumors that I heard were exactly right. I mean, like I knew lines before they were even said and, and that's pretty crazy, but yeah, there were so many descriptions of footage and rumors and little, you know, like two pixel clips of screen recordings off of iPads that were filming like a TV 20 feet away or whatever you know just like the grainiest footage that you could possibly see but i definitely did gain like garner a lot of this from just rumors online before i even saw it and i did see like definitive confirmation of the spider-man before i actually saw the movie which is okay with me i actually wanted that spoiled because i wanted to know one way or the other if they were going to be in it so that i didn't hype myself up for them and then they didn't actually end up being in it and then i would have been like really really disappointed with the movie so i just wanted to know one way or the other going in so that one didn't really bother me but after seeing it i did kind of feel like oh damn wow did i really know a lot of this before i actually saw it like 
I was kind of amazed. I mean, like, there's a part where Andrew Garfield crouches down and puts his hand over, like, a bar, and I was like, oh, my God. So that picture that everyone was like, it's Photoshop. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. No, here's definitive proof that it is Photoshop. Like, no, it was 100% real. And that came out, like, a year ago. Like, we've seen parts of this movie for so long. And there's those images that John Campia showed, and I was like, holy shit, those were exactly real. Like, wow was a lot of this the the worst kept secret ever um even oh man this was months ago at this point but like after the first trailer came out there was that really low res vfx like very first render like it looked like complete shit but it was like this room like a dark room and kind of a semicircle and there was like all the different villains and they had like not been rendered yet but i was like oh but that was real though because that's that's what this is that that like prison cell area of dr strange's basement dungeon whatever that's what that was like that was real like holy shit man <laughs> like how how who somebody needs fired like how did like half of this movie leak online before it came out that's crazy but uh what was i saying dr strange 2 looks really really cool i'm excited to see so much of this i'm excited to see sam raimi helming a superhero movie again and i'm really excited to see a dr strange every movie that dr strange appears in has just gotten better and better and his magic has just gotten cooler and cooler and more and more comic book awesome and i can't wait to see him fully explore the depths of the multiverse it seems like we're going to be getting cameo central in that movie and I'm really excited for that. I'm excited to see America Chavez in a live-action film. I'm excited to see Baron Mordo return, a live-action version of Evil Doctor Strange. There's a lot of stuff going on in this trailer that looks really, really cool to me. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that uh, very, very much. So, yeah, I think that covers it. I actually do. I think that's a comprehensive review. Again, a behemoth of an episode. But, like, seriously, there's nothing that deserves it more than this. This is... Uh, this is this is an awesome movie. I was so so pleased with what I saw and I was so nervous, you know, like anything with that level of hype going into it, the, just the slight possibility that it, it just sucks ass is it's always there and and I was I was nervous, you know, I didn't want this to be something that I looked forward to for so long and then it ended up being a shitty movie, but it really wasn't and man, man do I I, I I love Spider-Man, and I'm so glad that this is just such a great time to be a Spider-Man fan. I can't wait to go see this again tomorrow, and I just can't wait to watch it like a hundred more times. I really think this is great. So, yeah, that's about it for me. I think that I think that covers it. So, until next time, with great power comes great responsibility.